Now with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball, your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade parts used with permission. In 1919, all the Yankees, my daddy. Welcome to Fanbase, a deep dive into the greatest rivalry in sports. But since the rivalry is not going on right now, it's <laughs> we're talking about the baseball playoffs. And the Yankees are still in it. This is episode 96. We are on to the ALCS and the NLCS. And so, but before we get there, John, and congrats on the Yankees moving forward. Thank you, Brian. Uh, there's a part of me. I mean, I'm, you know where I stand, but I, I, I kind of wanted Francona to beat them. And I feel like Francona is almost too jolly of a manager now. You know, he's like he's like almost too much like a teddy bear figure. Oh, I'm riding around in my moped around town, and oh, everybody, you know, this is the greatest game in the world. Well, you you know, should be happy to be here. Don't I feel like you think that's part of the reason why they lost? I feel like they got a little soft. I feel like they got a little soft. I think they, you know, the the, the decision to go with Savali and and uh, final game instead of Shane Bieber instead of Shane Bieber, and uh, I I just yeah, soft, a little soft. I think it's probably a fair point, and they obviously aren't that aggressive about, you know, they don't have a, they must not have a, the right protocol for replay. You know, like it's like the NFL, like there's somebody who's spotting that all the time. They got to fire their replay and, guy. Well, then that, that person's supposed to tell the manager whether to challenge or not. And that, I mean, if you saw that replay of that tag. It, it yeah, was, and we're just talking about game five. Like if we go right. back in the games too, there was bad. There was awful. I mean, you could see some of the plays where uh, one where a guy came off the first base. Right. Like in real time, I literally screamed, he's off the base, he's off the base, and that's in real time, and you're blowing that play. Like, those are big time moments in playoff games. You can't waste them. And I'm sure that people listening know the dynamic, that there is somebody who, their job is to watch that and tell Francona whether to challenge or not. That's the way it works. And it's weird because I feel like there's like this, like, dark shadow that... You don't really know what they're seeing. Like, are they seeing the same video that we're right. seeing on TV? Do they are, have to slow-mo it themselves? They, or, exactly. Yeah. Or is there just, like, three guys in a room watching right. four different monitors or something? Or if you're, you know, if it's during the regular season, are you watching the home home feed and the away feed? That kind of stuff. And then you always hear, oh, we go back to New York where they have more angles of the play. And then you sit there and you're like, why is it taking so long for these people to figure this out if they have right. all these angles? But going back to the, the Indians, you— that you're challenging a play where cle- clearly the guy is safe, right? And then you're challenging a play where you don't you don't challenge a play where Rizzo's diving back to the base where it's like, oh my God, he's he's safe again. Like you got right. you got to get it right. You got to get it right. It's there's too much at stake, and I think that the demeanor of Francona and I like Francona is an interesting point. I'm not sure I wholly agree, but I think it's a really good point. The thing I wanted to bring up is when Do you, you think he got soft because you got run out of town by Boston. No, I think he's had some health scares, and I think he's just grateful to still be in it. And I think what you realize that's is a that good point. That's it, true. It's the same with like TV. It's you know I remember when I switched rotated off a show on on purpose because it was too early in the morning, and one of the anchors at CNBC said to me. 
Don't you're so stupid. Don't give up. If you ever have your own show, don't ever give that up. And I, even though I don't regret the decision, I understood what he said. Like he's one of 30 managers in pre- Major League Baseball. Right. He, he realizes now at his age and what he's been through how much of a privilege that is. And so I think that there's some of that in his demeanor. He switched gears real quick about you know we have something real special here. Let's build on it too. Hopefully you know I'll be back next year. You right. Know? He wants to, he <laughs> wants to stay in the business. Yeah. Yeah. And he's I, a good manager. I mean, obviously he brought you guys. A, World Series and first ever in like 140 million years. Yeah, he is good. But the thing I wanted to bring up was more of a macro point about these playoffs. When you add the wild card team, make the first round two out of three, make the second round three out of five, it has fundamentally changed things. And 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 I don't know that I'm the first person to point this out, but I do want to bring it up. Is that when you have the Cardinals, the Braves, and the Dodgers bounced, and I'm not saying all three would have won a seven game series, but I'm sure at least one of them would have. And I think maybe even. The, the Dodgers are Exhibit A. They have the most wins in franchise history, and they're bouncing a three-out-of-five series. And I think a better team wins more often in a seven-game series than in a three-out-of-five series. And I, I do think that I'm not sure that I like the setup. And I'm not sure. I don't want more games. I don't want baseball at Thanksgiving. Right. My point well, this is year's that an anomaly that, because of the the COVID too got pushed back. I like the but, COVID, the uh, strike. Well, then whatever the calendar is, I'm I, I part of me thinks that second round needs to be seven, and I don't think three out of five is necessarily. Well, then fair. you're going to start talking about well, we're going to have to shorten the season. You know, right? Go back I know to that's what I'm saying. Yes, it's, it's a I know. whole debate. But yeah, I, it's better than what it was because we saw what it was the year before: the Yankees and Red Sox. The one facing and done off. is no it's good. Stupid. It's yeah. ba- that, that's just dumb. Um, I don't know if there's a, if you're going to ever get anyone to agree on it. And it's, you know, when you, like you said, when you see the teams like the Dodgers get bounced, you know, everyone gets all upset because that's, that, that's your gate, right? That's your gate. You're going to, you're going to want them in the Yankees or them in the Red Sox or whoever, the big teams in the end. But you got to remember the Atlanta Braves, no one expected them to win last year. No one expects the Phillies or the Padres to win this year. This is what makes baseball great. This is what makes baseball great. Right. I, I'm torn, I'm torn on it. I just, you know, I, I feel like I don't want the Dodgers to win. I don't even like the Cardinals, and I really don't care much for the Braves, but it just struck me with those three division winners going out the way they did that what would this series have been if it were four out of seven? And I just I don't have an answer. I think that uh, the Cardinals, I think, are flawed. I think the Braves are very good, and I think the Dodgers are obviously great. And, and I, think that, I think there should be more criticism of Dave Roberts, to be honest with you. I mean, this guy goes out, and what have the Dodgers done when you think about it? They've, they've, they've won a bunch of division titles, yeah, right? One World Series. One World Series in a shortened season, so we're not even going to count that. Like A lot of people don't. Right. I, and then he goes out, and it's like he's almost worse than what the Blue Jays did with the whole, that was the trailer, this is the, this is the feature film. And he basically guaranteed a World Series. Yeah. Like every year, and it's like you know, people. You think people are going to forget that, right? But they don't. Not so much like in politics, where people forget all these pledges, right? In sports, people don't forget that. They don't. And what I think it's going to happen. I'm very interested in uh, attendance numbers next year for the Dodgers, and I'm not saying it's going to drop off precipitously. But what I would say is, if you win that many games in the regular season and bow out the way they did, people aren't going to take stock in them until it matters, right? And right. so the regular season is there's going to be much less interest in the Dodgers regular season until they're at a point where they're on the cusp of winning it. Yeah. That's just I mean yeah, I Yeah, you're going to have the late 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 fans coming. There's just not going to be as much interest because they're going to be like what's the point? I'm going to get all into this and then they're going to bow out the first chance they get. They had that and I think your point of Dave Roberts I hadn't really considered it, but in some ways next year if they don't win it he's gone. Oh, I would definitely. Yeah. I would say no, no doubt. I think you know, going back to the, the the series ahead of us with the Yankees, 
and the Astros, I mean, that's the one side of the coin that everyone kind of saw before the season, right? That's 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 what the, all the pundits were saying. The other side of the coin, no one had that. Right. Nobody had that. But, I mean, look at what we got ahead of us. I I feel like the Yankees have got a legit shot, right? They're the underdog, no doubt. They're the underdog because the Astros are the perennial favorites, and they've been there year after year after year after year. But the Astros have also only played three games in the last two weeks, right? And in those three games, what have they really done outside Jordan Alvarez? Not much at all. Their pitching has been good. Right? Let's say not. they played four games. They played an 18-inning game. But at the same time, the Yankees have got the momentum going. Judge seems like he's getting a little bit better. The hitting is coming around. The pitching has been excellent. The bullpen has been excellent. And Giancarlo's starting to hit. So hopefully that momentum we build off, and you're going to see the best right-handed power hitter and best left-handed power hitter going at it. So when you think about this and with the Yankees, and it's going to sound so overly simplistic and almost dumb, but can they win if Judge and Stanton don't hit? No. Meaning that if they, you don't think it's possible. No. You don't think there's other people that One can pick up One of them has the to stand up. And I've been harping on this all year, all year about Stanton. He is your kingpin. Now, is Stanton going to play the outfield and get Carpenter in the mix? I don't know if they're going to be that bold. I think it's going to be more on an IKF at shortstop and Cabrera goes to the outfield now that Chicks is hurt. I mean, as much as you don't think Aaron Hicks was going to be a factor at all, I think he was going to factor into the postseason because of his defense, right? And he's a switch hitter. He just can never count those guys out. But he's gone, right? So now they have a decision to make. Is Giancarlo going to play in the outfield? If he plays in the outfield, that changes everything. But that also... Kills your bat off the bench later in the game with Carpenter. But at the same time, I feel like Carpenter needs to be in the lineup to get him well, going. Well, he still needs at-bats. Exactly. I mean, he's still getting into the flow. Exactly. So they got some decisions to make. I don't even know, as I speak now, if the actual L- ALCS roster is out for the Yankees. I just don't know who to root for. I know who I'm rooting for. I know you are. I know, but for me— Why would you root for the Astros, I, I think that I don't, root, I don't know if I root for anybody. Oh, yeah. I mean, I, I think the Astros are— Seriously, like you they are the, to this? they're the most hated. He's they're the most hated team in baseball. But I don't, I don't really like the. Everybody Yankees. wants the Astros. Well, everybody, the three thousand, three hundred thousand fans they have in the world want the Astros to win, so and they then, can say, "Well, we did, you know, we got the World Series well, the right way, right?" They have to win because that's the only way to legitimize this this run. They're, they're going to be the Bills, man. If they don't win, they go there every year and they choke. Except if they cheated, the Bills didn't cheat, but. Well, the, and the Bills never have won under any circumstances, right. so that you have that. So I, uh, there is a need for the Astros to win. And I'm listen. I I would say that I I dislike the Astros more than I dislike the Yankees, but I just don't love the Yankees. I just they're not a very fun team. I mean, the baby thing the, the, that was the, awesome, but that was legitimately hysterical and and funny. Hats off to Glaber for that, man. That and also awesome. hats off to Naylor for not like w- wanting to do the macho thing and like drop the gloves or something. You know, what I, but mean? I mean, at that point, what are you going to do? You're going to rush the field as a celebrating, and you guys these, just lost. That would ba- be a little bit different if it was the second game of the series. True, but Josh I, Naylor is a clown, dude. I it, mean, obviously, I'm not going to say it to him because he just he headbutts people with helmets on. But look at him. He is not the best example. If you see some of the stuff he's done during the season, right. screaming a bunch of F-bombs flying off the field in stadiums that have, like, nobody in them and there's just kids sitting around, he's, he's a, a weird cl- dude. And the second he did it, you knew it was going to come back and bite him in the ass. And, and that's the problem. And that's the problem. That that You just nailed it right on the head. And Francona's probably sitting there like, why did you do this? Oh, my God, dude. You just lost us the series. Literally, what did you do? You yeah. just gave them something yeah. to feed off I of. love seeing the 14-year-old boys in the stands do it. Yeah. I mean, Glaber for doing it at the end of the game was 
It was, was awesome. Gutsy the only thing better was, is if Naylor was the guy getting forced at second. But that Na- would have been even better. Naylor handled it well afterward. He just sort of said, you know, I it, listen. That's that's it is what it is, and that's why we play the games, and it's it's fun or whatever. But I just love the kids. The picture of the kids. And by the way, what kid gets those seats? Is it beyond me? Get these like three 14 year old kids right in his, right in his yeah. line of sight doing the baby thing. And I'm like, that is just phenomenal. I'll tell you something. I, I almost want to go to the first game at Yankee Stadium. Are you going to go? Are you going to pay? I, I'm going to maybe if, I, if it works out with schedule, I'll try to. But man, Jose Altuve is going to have a rough run, man. He is going to have a rough run. He's the last guy standing, I believe, from that, that trash can 17. But he's, I think he's been in these situations a couple of times. Oh, I don't think it's going to be way different now, though. You think so? Way even, different. Even this many years removed. Yes. They are going to feast off him because he's the only meat left on the bone. I know, but he's he's always found a way to kind of hit in the clutch. I mean, I'm interested to see it, but would you pay the money? Would you pay 150 200 bucks a ticket? Maybe. We'll see. We'll see how it goes. Listen to Mr. I have a job now so I can spend some money. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Listen, it's, it's, see, here's, here's the problem with me. If I, I can't just go by myself. It just doesn't work that way. you got to take Jackson. I got, yeah. I, well, at least. I, no, and then I can't just take him. i got to take the other one. So, first of all, their schedules have to work out. And then if I take the three of them, then the wife's going to want to go. Not that that's a bad you think, thing. You think Colleen oh, absolutely. Go? Yeah. 120%. And all of a sudden, it's a, it's a vacation. <laughs> Next thing you know, we could have went, we went on the vacation. Bahamas. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. He's so. John Senecal. I'm Brian Shackman. This is Fan Base, a deep dive into the greatest rivalry in sports. Let's talk quickly here before we go. Uh, wait, wait, wait. No, real quick. Aaron Savali, right? Started yeah. in game yeah, five. From Windsor. South Windsor. He East went to Windsor. Loomis. Yeah, he went to Loomis Chafee. Yeah. And I will tell you, Loomis Chafee's had a couple guys in the last couple of years that may end up all in right, the big First too. of all, if you live in Connecticut, right, there's a ton of prep schools in Connecticut. Uh-huh. And you don't hear a lot about the kids that go to these prep schools. And until you start, like, reading about them and you have kids in high school that know about these kids, Loomis and Avon Old Farms produce a lot. Oh, my God. And they've got they got a kid that just went is recruited to go to uh, Alabama is looking at him. The kid just uh, went to Georgia. He's going to Georgia. Now, they might not start. But these guys are just lighting it up. Oh, so he's talking about the Loomis Chavy. It's a boarding school here in Connecticut. Their football team right now, which it doesn't have a great history of being good, their quarterback's going to South Carolina. They have Alabama commits, committed. He's going to Alabama. Okay. Yep. They have a couple going to Michigan. And I mean, they, they, and the difference between, if people don't understand prep school football, they have legitimately six to eight bona fide, full scholarship, power five conference kids. Now, but the 20th kid on the roster... Can't find his way out of a closet. <laughs> no, so it's not like you go to like right. you go to Texas or whatever, and they're these hundred person high school teams. These schools, these these Avon Old Farms and these Loomis, they don't have any of the depth, but yep. their top end talent is insanely good. It's and, amazing. I've noticed that because I've I've done a lot of videos and still photography at these private schools, and you notice it. There's some schools that it's like wow, and then you go to other schools, you're like, wait a minute, right? Like my 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 twelve year old team could beat you guys totally. And there's like you know like a uh, school like. It's Phillips Academy at Andover, Phillips Andover. It's a school of a thousand plus kids, an incredible school. They have thirty five kids in their football team. I mean, that's that's brutal. It's yeah. just absolutely brutal. The, the quick story I want to tell on that, since you brought it up, I grew up in Swampscott, Massachusetts, and I didn't know Loomis from from the Looney Tunes. I had right. no idea what Loomis Chafee was as a kid. And we had a kid in my town, Matt Murray. You can look him up. Good old Matt Murray. Matt Murray was dominant. He was the little league legend in Swampscott. And Swampscott won state titles. And he I didn't know this. Yeah, I knew he went to prep school. He went to Loomis Chafee and then got drafted in the second round by the Braves and signed 
before he finished school because I think he, if he didn't PG, he did two years, yeah. so he could easily get his equivalent. So he couldn't play his final high school baseball season because he had already because he signed a pro contract. Wow! And and that was in the in the early that was the late eighties. I want to have been eighty nine. Yeah. And so there is a long history. And these schools, when they decide to be good at something, they can be good at it easy because they can pluck from anywhere in the country. Yeah. And it's it yeah. Is, my friend's got his kids are going to Loomis. He had one already went through. He's at Tufts now playing baseball. Another one's going to be is playing baseball and soccer there this year so i'll be right in the mix and know what's going on yeah you should come over and watch the game my yeah. wife works there for full for full disclosure let's go to the picks and alcs and nlcs we'll start with with your boys i mean i know you're picking the yankees just give me a little context of of the narrative so um i'm gonna go against the grain and not say seven games let me say the yankees are gonna win it in six um i just think the yankees have got their i'm not gonna say the total mojo back but i think they got enough back that they can build on it going into this and i think the layoff but the Astros is going to hurt them, you know, and I think the Yankees have something to prove. They really do. They obviously have – that's their Goliath. they got to slay them. They have not had the chance. They have not done it. So they got to go through there. It's like it's like what the Red Sox used to be, you know. It wasn't so much going through them. It was their rivalry. But now they know that that's who they got to beat. I think they're going to rise to the occasion. So I have a qualifier in the sense that I would just say that if the Yankees don't win in Houston to start the series, one of the two, they will not win the series. No, I agree. And, I agree. And I, I'm I'm gonna pick just to do it, I'm gonna pick Houston and I'm gonna pick it in six. And I think what's gonna happen is that Houston's gonna take the first two and then they're gonna Maybe Yanks squeak out one. I, I think they win Yankees do some damage at home and maybe they, they win that that you know, maybe they make it two two and then the, the Astros take, you know, game five and game six. I don't know, but I, I just and I don't really if the Yankees win I won't be upset. I, I just I want to see that I, I want to see the Astros losing the World Series, and and to me, it, if the Yankees make it great, I want I I want <laughs> I want really like doomsday scenario. I want the Yankees to lose and I want Judge to leave. And that's really <laughs> it's really what I want. So I I'm not I know you're gonna Jeter can like, come and, back and both and be you the GM. and Matt like you would get angry at this stuff. So I'm not gonna take it further. And the, the Judge stuff is for another day. But I I, I do think that the Astros are, are going to win. So there they we have def- that. They definitely got a tough. Mountain ahead of them, man, no doubt. And and then I want to go to the NLCS because this is fascinating for me. A, I just want to point out, you know, and I was a fan of Fernando Tatis Jr. until he started. I, I don't know anything about him, but between the accident and, and the injury, I, I really, the fact that they if they win without him, I don't think there's a bigger indictment of him. Yeah. And they still are on the hook, and I don't think he's tradable. But, I mean, that guy – and you know what? He's such a young kid. He's, what, 22, 23, whatever. The kid needs to grow up. Yeah. And if this is what makes him grow up, fine. But he's all of a sudden become somebody that I just I, – I don't know him, and I'm not saying it's per- – I just don't – I don't like what he's done with his life. And even though I, if I were that age with that kind of money, I'd probably screw up too. And, and so I'm sort of rooting for the Padres – but at the same time, I was talking to Matt Soroy, our producer, this uh, on my show on WTSC News Talk 1080 uh, during the week, Monday through Friday, 530 to 9 a.m. Bryce Harper's a guy you love to hate, but for some reason, I, I like him. I love Bryce Harper. Okay, why is it that I, I feel that way? I think it's just because he's, he's first of all, he's, you never hear anything bad about Bryce, right? You don't ever hear anything bad about him, and he always comes so to play. So cocky, though. I mean, but he backs it up, dude. That's all he's ever done is is play good. He had like one kind of off year, but the, all that guy's done is perform his whole career. And you feel like he's been around forever. I mean, he's what? This is like his ninth year in the league? I mean, right. and he's only, he's turned 30. He just turned 30. 
he is a Hall of Fame baseball player. Bryce Harper will be in the Hall of Fame. He was groomed to play baseball. Like, you kind of like— No, oh, no, he's sort of like the Tiger Woods of that whole thing. I mean, there's no doubt. And, that, and he's, such a, he's such a clean dude. Like, you can't find anything—there's no grease on the guy. Well, the funny thing about him, did you see the re-air of—was it Blake Snell that hit him on the hand? Did you see the re-air of it and how he's so pissed— He's so angry. Yeah, but not and at Blake. He's angry he's no. not going to be able to play. And, he, you know, obviously, he felt like the guy, he's like, just throwing me a strike. But he did not blame Snell. Whereas, like, I would say that 99 out of 100 baseball players turn that into something brawl-worthy or, like, something tense. And yeah. he, he even said, I got you. I got you. And yeah. I thought that— He was that, just so upset in the moment. That, and I was impressed yeah. by by his handling of that. And I'm not a huge Blake Snell fan. And, and so I find myself— wanting to hate him but not hating him so the Phillies are a good story I don't like Philly as a sports town I've never been a fan but I so I think both teams are are arguably more compelling than the AL matchup in some ways yeah I think I think a lot of it just goes back to the fact that they're not supposed to be there right nobody had them and I think it makes for a great story and again you you're building around one one of the biggest superstars in baseball and Bryce Harper on the Phillies and then you got another one on the other side with Manny Machado who you know everyone doesn't really realize what a great player Manny Machado is and hopefully they get to see that and on the other stage on the other hand they have the so-called replacement for Tatis, Soto, which honestly, I'm just glad he's not on the Yankees. I get a little bit tired of his shtick. I get a little bit tired of his shtick. I feel like he he gets up to the plate and it's almost like if it's not what I think it is, then everybody else is wrong. And he goes through his motions and he goes through his thing. And if you saw in game one, he fouled the ball off that was fair and everybody in the stadium knew it, but you can't review the play. And he's sitting there like selling it like he's just... I don't know. He annoys you. Some people just he annoy annoys people. me. I'm yeah. glad. I mean, at, at the time, I was like, "Oh, it'd be great to come to the Yankees." I'm glad he never did. I'm glad he didn't. But you know, going back to what you said about Tatis, I, you know, I said the same thing to my kids. I'm like, honestly, I kind of hope the Padres win without him, just to stick it to him and yeah. be like, you know, we didn't need you to begin with, and you screwed up a really good thing, and we could have yeah. been even better. You know, but then going forward, who knows if they got this together and then he comes back, they could be even better going forward, and sure. none of us will ever be remembering it. So, who are you picking? I'm going to say that's when goes seven. I'm going to go with the Phillies just because I want um, Bobby Dickerson to go to the World Series. That's right. He's with Now, what's his role there? He's the infield coach. If you looked at Harper last night, he was next to him the whole game, sitting there next to him. So now he was, and he, okay, so just a quick story on Bobby Dickerson. He was on Giardi's staff but didn't get let go. Is that it? So he was on, he left and went, yeah, he was on Girardi's staff and didn't let go. Right, but he used to be in San Diego. He was in San Diego. He worked with Buck in, for, in Baltimore for like nine years, eight years, wherever long Buck was there. And why didn't he go to the Mets? Because he had already taken this job with okay. Philly. Yeah. So he was in Philly wondering when Girardi left if he's out of a job. Yeah. And now he's four wins, three wins, whatever, with, wins away from the World Series. Yeah. Yeah. What a story. Yeah. He better talk to us in the winter. That's baseball, Susan. <laughs> I mean, he's crazy. lived life, I and mean, that's incredible. Plus, he likes, he loves Machado. He came on our show. Yeah. He was talking about his adulation. So for him. I, I think that's an interesting angle they got too, because you know Manny knows. I mean, uh, Bobby knows these players too, and he was with all of them in San Diego for like four, three years, yep. three seasons. So you know, he, I think they got a little bit of an edge. He might know some tendencies. So it'll be interesting. Hopefully, we can get to talk to him. He's That's a tough. Your, he's a tough nut to crack sometimes. Yeah, but we got him for a whole hour during the pandemic, so maybe we can do it again this off season. And if he's got a ring on his finger, he'd be a little bit happier. I'm sure, he's <laughs> a little bit easier to book. Yeah, I hope he signed a one-year contract too. Yeah. All right, listen, this has been episode ninety-six. Please share it with your friends. We love doing it. We love getting feedback from you as well. And we have our hundredth episode coming up, and we are going to do something. We were fleshing out the details of what to do. 
and it should involve some baseball tickets for next season and you telling your friends to follow us on Twitter or Facebook or YouTube and we'll have that announcement. No, I'm good. I'm good. Have a good one. This has been Fanbase, <laughs> a deep dive into the greatest rivalry in sports. This is episode 96. For John and Brian, we'll see you next time. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.